look, if you're listening to our show, we have to assume that you like to smoke weed. I mean, we're high throughout the entire episode. We assume you are too. Well, if you are a fan of the marijuana, such as we are here, then you can get yourself a great deal by heading over to herbapproach.org. <clears throat> clearing my throat from some of that green shit right now. Head on over to herbapproach.org, sign up, and every new profile gets a $25 discount card applied to their account. Anytime you want to use it, it's right there for you. You can sit on it for a while. I'm waiting on mine because we have something special coming down the line for you very shortly. <clears throat> Again, head on over to herbapproach.org and get yourself some fine primo Canadian bud. Hey, DC fans, uh, it's Gary from Bitten's Comics. Um... Keep going, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let you know that uh, Burton's Comics is open and ready to serve you in Hamilton, Ontario, uh, down 725 Barton Street East. Um, come in for some deals on the weekend. Thanks. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Wayne McNeely. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DC Animated Bob Review. I am, of course, your one of your many hosts. Uh, I am, of course, the for all of Flipple Flopple Up Kids the Bias. The reason why I'm going so fast is because we want to make sure we can tackle up to at the very least two weeks of introductions, two weeks of hellos, and two weeks of just mm, ah, sibbity boo, banana slam, and Donkey Kong kind of butt booty shakes. Uh, that's right, butt butt booty shakes. And that's the kind of stuff we're going to present to you. Okay, so Mize has cut off coffee for the rest of the day. I'll have you know I managed to drink all my coffee. I'm like, bim, bam, boo da bow, bim, bop, bop, boo da bow. And I shake my booty butt, booty butt cheeks. And I do a stab, be ba, to be ba, cartwheel, make a shot of bam. Well, to my love, shake. Have you guys seen coffee, Mises? There you are, you son of a bitch. There's no way you're going to catch me now. I'm going to get the hell out of here before the introductions are done. I'm going to do it without pants. You put pants on right now. No, I'm not going to put the pants on. Bye. God. Sorry, I got a, yeah. I got a fucking quoting machine for my birthday, and I just can't stop making various mises. You know that um, we're all on that um, over the hedge when they gave them the um the energy drink, energy drink. I'm pretty sure <laughs> mises are that uh, Well, you heard her voice. Uh, she's to my left, shaking her head, kind of wishing she was in bed. She's gluten-free and cute as can be, always knitting, never quitting. She is the little one. Say hello. What up? Uh, and I, of course, am... <clears throat> me, 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 me. Let me get this ready, folks, for you. I am, of course... The best thing breathing, the greatest thing going, the host with the most keeping it down like buttered toast. Uh, you know, uh, when it comes to what's great, who needs sliced bread with my voice in your head? And I encourage pro wrestling's only three time, three time, three time. Mm, that feels good to say, because my name, of course, is Clown E.J. Not bad. Not bad. You're yourself a cloning machine. We'll invent you many J characters with it. Well, it's probably better for you to have the cloning machine because I just keep I just keep making various mises and they're and they're all gonna come back to kill me one day, but I'm fairly certain they they've all been lost in the Dundas wilderness, so I think I'm safe for this time. As long as they only try to breed with each other. Oh, yeah, I tried to cage them together and do that. It turns out at the exact same time. It caused a paradox, and they just inverted. I, they're somewhere in the bleed right now. I'm pretty sure one one of them is omnipotent. I don't know how. It just happened. Well, folks, of course, this week's movie was supposed to be last week's movie. It is a DC Lego The Flash uh, we want to thank you for the time off. Of course, uh, we did need it. 
Uh, you heard before the show what was going on. You can put the pieces together. Uh, thank you very much for the much-needed rest. I imagine you guys hold the utmost impatience and everything like that, and I'm fairly certain you all have the utmost in empathy for the dilemma that had taken place. Uh, of course, uh, we all wish the very best for Wayne's speedy recovery. Uh, we all wish for the best in results all in general. But for the time being, we are back now with you. So, um, you know, if you haven't caught up, you can always catch us on our socials and we'll always keep you updated as to what the score is and when we're going to be back at it again, if for any reason we need any delays. But uh, as of this time right now, uh, we seem to be on uh, a good focus point for that movie and And, uh, provide you with the same old news and reviews, you know? So we'll get back to the good shit as we always do. Of course, and we did miss quite a lot uh, on the news here, uh, as well as TV and more. Uh, so uh, the big thing in general. they missed a lot of news in general. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, TV talk we will get to uh, along with uh, the movie review itself. Uh, this one's mostly just going to be a, uh, a a news chunk for now for you because boy howdy there is a lot to it absolutely and in which case a lot of this news maybe you guys are already familiar with but that's all right if you don't know and um, you get to you know be part of the conversation between jay and myself and of course uh, you can pick up on us on uh, every week on spotify anchor wherever you happen to listen to uh in which case we tackle a bunch of various news aspects of various DC animated features, just like the one we're doing now. And uh, going forward from there, you know, it'll give you, uh, you know, just perspective to just start a conversation with, pick up detail with your friends and uh, your action figures, whoever you happen to talk about uh, all this news with. Uh, so, you know, uh, on the last episode, we did talk about the uh, Journey Small that movie coming out for the Black Canary. Uh, it turns out now that uh, it has come out that this movie will feature and introduce Oliver Queen into the DC uh, cinematic universe. Okay, that's a pretty interesting, uh, interesting uh, way to do it. I mean, Black Canary has been a huge part of the DC universe's, uh, you know, female ranks uh, for decades, of course, and the same goes for the likes of Green Lantern, who not like a female, of course, been part of like the usual Justice League ranks as a male, of course. But uh, it's a great way to introduce a character who's built up enough of a rapport to be able to uh, build up his own like solo story. So to be introduced as a support character in the Black Canary Tale is actually pretty interesting stuff. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how they're looking to put a uh, the Canary as the better foot forward in regards to this, uh, who's going to be like the, you know, primary uh, villains, uh, What's going to be the focus point of conflict? Is there going to be any, uh, you know, love life um, connection between uh, Ollie and that as they go through, as, as they go through the cinematic tale? Excuse me. Uh, now, Shauna, uh, who do you want to see cast as Oliver Queen? I'm not sure yet. I haven't really thought of that. No? No. Mize, how about yourself? Max. Max think, would be a good Oliver Queen. He would be a great Oliver Queen. But uh, as far as uh, as far as uh, Oliver Queen castings go, there's uh, quite a there's quite a few names out there, quite a few uh, proper builds for it, and uh, just uh, overall kind of matching attitudes. Off the bat, like um, just jumping the gun on it, I'd say Joe McHale's a pretty good idea for uh, an Oliver Queen. Uh, if you're starting off, just like a, if they're meeting. At like a relative age, like uh, we would consider them in modern day today, like a current age, but as like a, a younger one. Now that's a that's a hard that's a harder one. Uh, I would think that uh, you know Taylor Lautner's a pretty cut dude. Uh, he's uh, he's an oh he's an okay actor, and uh, I think he has what it takes for an action packed scene. I would have uh, I would have said Robert Pattinson, but he's already got the Bruce Wayne role, so it's. Um, you know what? It's very it's very hard to say who would fit a young a younger uh, Oliver Queen role and not you know be too uh, puffy or too old or anything like that uh, to be you know considered the role in the eyes of the viewer, of course. 
See, I, I always go for the most obvious fan cast role, and that's uh, Charlie Hunnam, Jack Teller from Sons but of Anarchy. Is he, is he too oh. old? See, you both bring up excellent points there. Um, Charlie fucking... I like that idea yeah. a lot. He's got uh, all manner of different Oliver Queen looks down naturally. But Shauna does bring up the good point there. He's been used in multitudes of uh, different um, like uh, TV shows and movies. And one has to wonder if uh, his age would be appropriate like for the role. Would it fit well? Yes, he's... Uh, you can easily throw in a line of dialogue. He's been, uh, you know, doing the vigilante thing since before Man of Steel, which keeps in the timeline. And then you have to add the five years on the island. Yeah, that just bounces right back into the whole perfect fitting for that. Because uh, anyone and everyone who's either watched a CW show or just played in general, pick up a fucking comic book, would uh, realize uh, Oliver Queen is more than just a lot of money in a green pocket. He's so, 41. The actor is 41. You know what? And uh, there have been actors who have been in their 30s who played teenagers, so I'm not too worried. And plus, we got that Hollywood movie magic, baby. So there's really, there's really no reason you can't have uh, him specifically for the role of Oliver Queen. And speaking of, uh, you know, spinoff films from The Birds of Prey, it uh, looks like The Huntress is also getting a live-action project. A huge thing as well, because aside from very gimmicky villains and, uh, like, uh, metahumans and metapowered aliens, you get um, more of that uh, urban uh, gangster style of uh, DC continuity. So, like, the Birds of Prey was introducing Roman Sionis uh, and uh, going through the life of, uh, like, lives of crime in Gotham City, whether it's introducing new heroes or just, you know, uh, presenting uh, the proper environment for a specific anti-hero hero to be introduced cinematically, then awesome. This, though, if your primary focus is on this and not about bringing, like, a, a team of uh, heroes that are, you know, gradually, that seem gradually lazily put together, the farther out you branch from them it's good to have that one focus of helena bertinelli her vengeance on the mafia and going forward into her life as a, an anti-hero uh and from there you can also introduce vic sage i'd like that as played by rain wilson damn it no would not be a bad idea i'm like completely on board with that idea my sister actually brought me a shirt earlier on today and it's my very first office t-shirt it's pretty it's pretty mainstream but uh it's uh, just steve carell in the front of it peering through blinds he's like i'm not superstitious but i am a little stitious oh uh, that's that's perfect i'm like i fucking love it but uh yeah rain wilson definitely definitely up there like as a top three contender for a big safety Um, for villain wise though like uh, going into the mafia thing would you go like uh, just the tale as originally told would you try and bring up uh, other crime family names in Gotham that would be more suitable to cinematic features being brought up kind of like how uh, kind of like how Scarecrow was used in Batman Begins and then he still carried over like a lot of importance going through Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises uh, with uh, various appearances and inclusions um what would you like to see in regards to uh, that kind of uh, that kind of criminal from like either a huntress or a black? I gather it's going to be on the same continuity, but just to see that specific uh, section of um, you know C listers, I guess, uh, being brought up and being pushed forward more, as a lot of uh, characters actually have been. Uh, for me, the first six to eight episodes would have to be huntress. Uh, you know, tracking down her own crime family, getting her own personal revenge, uh, doing the classic Huntress origin story uh, where she then stumbles on a conspiracy with all the other crime families involved. And that's how you get Vic Sage involved, because who doesn't love a good question conspiracy? You get this uh, you get this dark figure just kind of following you around and just kind of uh, looking over things. Occasionally, you see his silhouette and he takes off. You get curious to chase after him. But once you get near him, there's nothing to be found whatsoever. 
and it just keeps going that way until finally you get like a you're within like 10 feet of this guy kind of confrontation but he starts helping you and kicking the shit out of these like goons and shit and then it ends the episode and goes into the other one where they start like you know talk who are you this kind of shit introducing them creating uh, that new uh buddy cop into romance kind of friendship kind of uh overall character build up i guess develop character development would be the easiest way to put it well, the, uh, the episode that you were talking about that would end, you have her look into the shadows and go, who the fuck are you? And then the silhouette goes, well, that, my dear, is... She steps out the question. Give it, like, a really enigmatic setup, too. Like, there's still a dude standing, but he's wobbling, right? She's like, well, that's all of these guys taken care of. You, however... And then after the however part, the dude's body just drops and it's a close-up of her face asking, who the fuck are you? And it goes, and that's when he starts stepping out and saying, and that is the question. That is fucking cool. I would, I love that kind of shit out of the question. Like just those random ominous appearances and enigmatic uh, points of view. Great shit. Well, moving along a little bit uh, on the CW uh, side of things, uh, the Naomi series got a new uh, co-executive producer that doesn't seem to be slowing things down as they've already started filming as of August 23rd. It's not me, is it? <laughs> I wouldn't think so, no. You would have told us. No, I think I think it would have. I think I was at cards that day, so I'm pretty sure it's not me. John, it's not me, right? It's totally not you. It's totally not me. All right, we have confirmation that this person in mind uh, is not in fact me so we are good to go on that but it's nice to hear that it's uh, started picking up you know business seems to be moving forward with this uh, it's really got my intrigue lifting for her uh super uh i imagine you finished superman and lois by this point ah crap that, oh wait no yeah i did Okay, because Superman and Lois has has had uh, Taylor Buck, uh, who played uh, uh, John Henry Iron's uh, daughter as a series regular for season two. Oh. Natalie. That's going to be huge. Yeah, she's never going to be regular. They got to do. They got to do something with uh, LexCorp or LutherCorp, whatever they're actually using for it, because as one of the most powerful stories uh, told about her, especially her relationship with her father, was in the Superman book when Lex was just like giving everybody superpowers and shit. I think this was around the time that the DC Universe Online came to came into fruition for uh, various consoles, so, like during like PS3, 360 era and shit. A lot of fucking fun, I'll tell you what. I mean, like, sure, you can play your online shooters and your fighting games, but you jump into DC Universe Online, it's there's nothing like it. You go, you go into this game for like a long time, and yeah, you may stop, but then once you pick it back up again, back into it for a long time. It's oh, dude, I, I, I was the kind of player for a while. I was running. I ran my own league. Like yeah, I had he, a league hall. He did. He, honest to God, did. I remember this too. It was him and a bunch of fucking people who were like, "Hey, you like rings? Oh, by golly, I sure you like rings." And he fucked this game. Like I don't see Jay fuck up like a lot of games, but this fucking game, he he murked it. It's yeah. so his file's so fucking good. Or or it was at the point until I stopped playing. Like it got to a point I would troll. I would go down to Metropolis, go down to like float around where the first starting levels were, and just like put a protective <laughs> shield around myself that defends against things around me. Guys stood outside of a building where beginners came out of and threw up a shield against beginners. Yes. These fucking people are under the impression that he's going to be easy. They'll either step like step through the shield or the shield will come down and they'll finally get to him. He'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm powerful. He'll slap them out once and they'll be and they'll be dead. They have to respawn back in the police station. Uh, Earth three heroes for life. <laughs> oh, so much. Uh, so much expansion of that game nowadays. Oh, maybe one day I'll jump back into it. But let's jump back on some news because one of the big things, my God, one of the huge things that popped up was this uh, Arma... Uh, I, I keep wanting to call it the uh, Armegadon, but it's the Armageddon crossover event. Oh. 
Uh, now, this is going to be bringing back heroes from throughout uh, the CW Arrowverse, uh, including... Pardon me. Uh, it's uh, the sister from Supergirl. Alex. Yeah, Alex from Supergirl. That woman is coming over. Uh, sorry, Sean didn't write down the five names coming I over. I wasn't told. No, that's totally cool. Well, as uh, a- they're huge, but the two big ones on this list, okay. are Brian Choi and uh, Ray Palmer, are both coming back for this event. Wow, eh? I mean, it's kind of ironic how these two are really big names. Wah, wah. That ironic. <laughs> that, that'll be the event beginning in November. And uh, they're not saying if it's cash for the same event. However, Neil Hopkins... Oh, sorry, that, that's a different thing there. Where is it? Sorry, Tony Curran uh, has joined The Flash as Despero. What? What? Yes, sir. Despero? Despero Despero. is coming with Flash. Like CW Flash? Yes, sir. Okay. You know what? That's fucking wild. That's so good. Because not only do we get to reach a nice variety of having a villain that isn't speedster related or uh, making a mockery of the speed force or any of the forces in general, uh, but you also get characters that can keep up with Flash in... uh, uh, a wonderful meaning uh, that's completely outside of an earthly basis. So going up against an alien as um, as a main villain on the Flash, that's got to be fucking wild. I mean, Starro was just mind blowing for the Suicide Squad, and of course that's a cinematic feature. It's a movie that much different production style, I gather. But coming into televised series, and then you get Despero on the Flash, like, how would you not want to be drawn into this show at this point? Like, he's had some of the most unique villains ever created, but to take, like, a generic Justice League villain and throw him into the Flash, throwing, like, the sidekicks and the support characters up against Despero, that kind of shit is wild. Oh, that reminds me, uh, the fifth member of the crossover. The full crossover team, folks, is uh, Alex, Batwoman, uh, the two Adams and Black Lightning. Black Oh, all right. I can get down. I can get down with this. This is Funkalicious. I like this. Uh, American listeners, if you have HBO Max, uh, not only has uh, the Suicide Squad been removed by the time this is coming out, but Superman and Lois will be heading to HBO Max on May seventeenth. Oh, that's pretty cool. No, sorry, September 17th. Oh, September 17th. That's even better. Yeah. September 17th. If there's anything better than a, than a hot show to watch during the springtime, it's one to drop, watch during the autumn. So definitely, definitely keep up with Superman and Lois. Definitely keep up with it on HBO Max. Uh, if you happen to be a listener who has access to it, then, uh, of course, enjoy it to its fullest. Or you happen to be uh, Canadian like us and, you know, use the silly business like, oh, Canadian Netflix then, you know, watch it on a televised station. Uh, see if you can't find it by uh, other means. And uh, whatever the case is, just overall enjoy that show because it is fucking hot as hell. It is such a good show. No, speaking of good shows, I mentioned Neil Hopkins' name earlier. Of course, he plays Sportsmaster on Stargirl uh, himself and Joy uh, Osmansky, who plays Tigress. Not only did they have a breakout episode this week, my God, was it brilliant. But they'll actually be moved up to be season regulars for season three. Best, best, the best, the best, the best, the best, the best, the best, 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 best fucking parents I have ever seen on fucking a screen anywhere whatsoever. Right. These two two fucking people conspired with others to take over the world, starting cities, then like continents and like uh, overall countries, if not the entire world. And they still made time to treasure, honor, and love their offspring that they created together, maintaining this uh, just a wholesome relationship between the two. And it humanizes villains so much, but it's still such a comedy to see them be able to snap between back and forth like nothing. 
so you see them being such supportive parents cheering on their daughter and then they'll turn around and be like knock knock who's there oh <laughs> that could have been a knife in your throat <laughs> oh you and yeah, not, not only that, but to see their their entire motivation for this episode was we're going to break out of, you know, maximum security prison just yeah. to watch our daughter uh, try out for the football team. And as soon as tryouts are done, we're just going to go right back in. No problem. Now this uh, this villain, the sports master, it, it gives me it gives me the impression that he's just a basic human guy. That uh, is no threat if you just, you know, have him alone and don't have him along with any equipment or anything or can perform in productive activity. In which case, you give him this outside time and everything like that. He can, like, you know, jog or do or do laps or something. He can turn it. He, he can make a sport of it. And that becomes a secret weapon. So this maximum fucking security, their riot gear helmets or whatever they wear should be fucking dunce caps. Because all they do is just feed into the technicalities of this character. So, of course, this guy is going to be like, hey, I'm just going to walk out the front door. I'll be back in about four, you know, at six hours. Cool. And uh, more or less, hard time or no, they'll eventually say, yep, just be back before bedtime. Maximum security, my ass. Like, Sportsmaster's good, but maximum security means that the place is run by a woman named Amanda Waller. Ah. Well, uh, if you want to see great scenes in the episode, I highly suggest checking out the parental uh, house scene where it's the two fathers and the two mothers just trying to make chit-chat with each other. The whole time they're there. Like, when they when they first make their, their own appearances and shit showing back up, you think it's going to be like a, a filler thing just to better enforce a newer character. But this, is, this was development for this specific couple. And this kid, uh, Artem, is going forward. And holy crap. Like again, it just go. It just refers back to it being such an emotional episode, and they use uh, all these various human thoughts and feelings uh, to better relate to us, that better connect us to the episode. And oh my god, like I never cared who Sportsmaster was. Like I watched the Sportsmaster in the Diniverse per se. And I'm like, he <laughs> was a fucking goober in a goalie mask. I <laughs> see. I see the Star Girl Sportsmaster. I get fucking chills. I'm excited, and he has such a welcoming image you know neil just looks fucking yeah neil looks fucking fantastic man he feels like the kind of guy that you hope to god you run out of the sugar just so you can knock on his door and borrow a cup uh in in lesser news uh michael nader who played nicholas pike on the original john wesley ship flash uh he was the very first villain ever on the series uh he has unfortunately passed away that is very unfortunate news. I can only imagine that uh, the Flash series, uh, especially the the OG himself, would want to pay a form of homage uh, to the first televised villain of the Flash. You know that very well helped uh, cement his overall influence on a viewing audience. Well, you know, I mentioned the Suicide Squad leaving HBO Max. Well, right now, The Suicide Squad is the most watched superhero film on the service, surpassing Wonder Woman 84 and, of course, surpassing uh, the Snyder Cut, both uh, low tint and black and white. Before The Suicide Squad, I think it was DC's worst cinematic movie that gave us the best fucking cinematic villain ever in Maxwell Lord. Like, I just, I, I don't care how bad the movie was. I was in love with the fact of there being a Maxwell Lord and that Pedro Pascal more than well exceeded uh, the capability to play him. But now the Suicide Squad rolls along, and uh, there's good reason to why it's the most watched one under the DC Universe moniker. Uh, they got so many names that nobody really cares to know about unless they're being kicked in the face by a Robin or Teen Titans, and in which case now they've all become universal icons thanks to just two hours of our time. Except for the uh, asshole who thought it was a good idea to kill Captain Boomerang. I swear to God, one of these days, I will shake a fist in your general direction and say, God damn you, I loved him. You took him from me. 
uh, in a commercial that broke the internet uh, this past little while, Serena Williams was dressed up as Nubia. Yeah, wasn't that something, eh? That looked dope. It was. It was. I, you know what? Iconic is a good word for it because uh, that's gonna that one's gonna stick with us for a long time. Green Lantern fans, such as yourself, such as the animal enthusiast, going forward with other various names who stick by the Green Lantern names through thick and thin, will come to appreciate that kind of presentation, and uh, that's gonna better help serve uh, the future for you know specific character. Yeah, now it was just for a TV commercial, but uh, you know if she's got the acting chops, let's give her a shot at the role. Ooh, well, there you go. Because if you think about it, Amazons are just basically, uh, you know, the Green Lanterns of their own little island. And with Wonder Woman 3 coming up. Oh, my God. Like, why wouldn't you? Diana Diana takes a permanent attendance, uh, you know, residence and so forth uh, on the mainlands of humanity, whereas now they're left without a future ruler post Apollota. So, uh, you know what? Why the fuck not? Why not? Why not go for a, a newbie a role from there? You can actually. Oh my god! You can even use this as a segue, just to kind of lean into uh, the new Brazilian Wonder Girl, and uh, you could still even use Cassie for that matter. It, just so long as you, at the very least, give us that little extra oomph in regards to uh, a good Amazonian tale. Oh my god! And and for their sake, if they know about Apocalypse, then at the very least, have some scriptures or lore that, once again, going back to the Green Lantern thing, symbolizes that they've met the met with like uh, the various wisdoms authority figures that of the you know police force of the universe given they're under the jurisdiction right yeah uh you know last time we talked about how there's a new webtoon partnership with dc comics uh they've actually tapped their lead horror uh uh katie couric for this uh she's or sorry katie kubert uh, she's going to run their horror line, uh, their deal with Fortnite, and their webtoon partnership. Hmm. Intriguing. The Fortnite books seem to be selling rather well, and uh, the various codes for uh, skins for characters have uh, become a popular rise amongst, uh, you know, really, really involved players. Like uh, when well, you want things that are really involved, uh, they teased her involvement in seasons past, but Batwoman has cast uh, Bridget Regan as Pamela Isley. I got a good look at Bridget, and uh, she's got a she's got that look, you know, that kind of look you'd expect a Poison Ivy to have. Um, the various renditions in Gotham were pretty good, given how eerie the tale of uh, Pamela Isley was that they told. Um, it's uh, regardless of who or what or whatever time frame, it's still going to be better than Uma Thurman. And, uh, you know, aside from that, the only other pedestal to beat is uh, the one of Batman the Animated Series. I mean, the, don't get me wrong, the one in the Harley Quinn show is fucking fantastic. But um, just the look of this woman, I have a feeling that she can do marvelous things for the show. Hopefully uh, she can save it from whatever kind of lack of uh, you know demand that they are not providing so what you'd expect of a Batwoman series now you can actually get it with high profile Gotham name well it looks like October is going to be a busy month for us sir generically is uh, as not only do we have the DC fandom uh, they've got teasing things for us, like a look at the new Batman trailer, uh, a first look at the Black Adam film, a sneak peek at the Flash, and behind-the-scenes looks of both Shazam 2 and Aquaman 2, uh, as well as much, much more. That also including uh, the video game inclusions uh, and the game uh, looks at gameplay for uh, the Gotham Knights, as well as a deeper look inside the Suicide Squad game that will be joining us uh, shortly thereafter this fandom. 
That's right, actually. On October 16th, uh, Gotham Knights will be putting out their first bit of teaser uh, material. Which is going to be huge news. I mean, uh, the little bit of a little bit of a poke and prod that we got from Gotham Knights uh, back when during the last fandom, marvelous. And uh, we were at the edge of all of our seats, and now they look forward to doing that again. And uh, sure, it may have been a year's time, but you know what? This is uh, a lot of focus, uh, a lot of uh, hard work and dedication into making sure that this game is perfect for us. And that's monumental. I honestly cannot wait for this game. Like in a metaphorical sense, of course, I don't mind waiting. If they, you know, got everything down to a T, then shit, man, I'm totally cool with waiting it out till it comes out and then playing like the perfect, uh, you know, Batman game. Whereas like you don't have to rely on short stories in an actual like uh, Batman, you know, Arkham Asylum or Arkham City game. Whereas uh, this one, it's just a full-on game for uh, the various support characters, the various members of the Bat family. Well, you know, also in October, you're speaking of games, uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms uh, will uh, release their next lineup, as well as on October 19th, the Injustice animated movie comes out. That's actually huge news right there because uh, it wasn't too long ago we were talking about what we hope to see from it. And now all of a sudden this movie is just right around the corner for us. It's super exciting. Uh, I have uh, my skepticisms about it like uh, getting to us so quickly, but if they know what they're doing, then I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm willing to give them the chance and uh, I definitely want to see what they have uh, come out with. It looks fantastic and I cannot wait to delve into it. Yeah, that seems to be the new MO is uh, announce it right before you're ready to start teasing it and putting it out. Uh, I guess that way the hype doesn't die down for you. You can get things out quicker that way. Too true. Nothing better than live bait to catch a bat. Uh, Speaking of catching a bat, uh, I I know you saw this news. The Cartoon Network has greenlit Merry Little Batman. As an animated film. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic news. Uh, I sent this one to you, sir. Do you want to talk about this one? Um, I'm totally down with the idea of them uh, making this kind of thing. Uh, in respect for the holidays, they can tackle a whole bunch of things culturally, hilariously, and uh, very meaningfully. You know, and a very emotionally relatable, too. So you can do anything from uh, tell parody versions of actual, you know, carols or fables to uh, making uh, brand new adventures uh, for young Damien Wayne, uh, especially since he is going to not even be 12 years old and throwing on a Batman costume, which just looks like a, the pirate's shirt and a cut up towel. Yeah, he is six in this. <laughs> in the comics, he was murdering people at six. <laughs> oh man oh yeah he was cut he was cutting it off at that time so they're probably like you know what the best way to explain christmas to people is a murder happy child let's just pick a random toddler of the dc universe have him stab people and that is our that is our christmas carol Wait, Someone, that's not how most people are taught christmas I'm willing to bet that that idea either came from Jay after being awake for about 43 hours, not even stopping for naps or anything like that, or somebody at work is fucking smoking weed, and I want to know where they're getting it, because that sounds chronic as fuck. Well, uh, I know where you can get your chronic as fuck weed, and that's, of course, on our friends at HerbApproach.org. If you enjoy, uh, you know, a fair bit of good quality weed, of course, uh, many other sources uh, may have uh, various amounts of marijuana, but um, with Herb Approach, they provide you with a lot more than just material. They provide you with good knowledge, uh, various alternative methods to uh, using cannabis uh, and various THC-infused products, whether it's flower edibles or any any of the like. And uh, with knowledge as well means you can check out various articles about the progression of marijuana throughout, uh, you know, the various countries of the world, how it's helped people, how it's moving forward, and uh, how people have like such a gratuitous and positive stories over it. 
uh, regardless of um, whichever it is that you're looking for, it's always a good time to go with Herb Approach because uh, they got those fantastic prices on uh, all these different products. And uh, if it's your first time there, well, since it's Canadian exclusive, uh, for those of our Canadian listeners who are listening in and having a shot there, you get $25 down on your first order, which means that uh, you get to save a few bucks on that. Not to mention that. You can uh, use our new promo code that we uh, just got all set up for you guys. So that way, when you get in there, you get a little bit more stacked on top. So you can not only enjoy some gr- some great cannabis product, but uh, you get to do so listening to us, reading your comics, playing your video games, or spin kicking the room full of ninjas you're fighting right now while you're listening to us talk. And what's great is with that uh, promo code, not only are you getting your 10% off, but you can stack that on top of whatever sale they have going on and still use that $25 off. And that'll cover your shipping because it is a $15 shipping rate. Being a chubby feller, I always like to make myself a fucking fat sandwich to munch on after my smoke. But thanks to Herb Approach giving me that smoke at an affordable price, it's pretty much like I'm making a sandwich online before I eat a sandwich in real life. So I get to double fist this sandwich paradise all thanks to the support of Herb Approach. And who doesn't like a good double fisting? Absolutely. And um, if you want to top off your online sandwich with uh, some very special sauce here, make sure to use the promo code DCAR52. So from us to you, the DC Animated Review Pod, we give you that uh, little extra pocket change in regards to your purchase. And again, you get to enjoy some nice, some discreetly shipped, uh, grand quality, uh, just good time uh, cannabis product from Herb Approach. Again, you can find them at HerbApproach.org. Look them up at Herb Approach on Twitter. Jump in on their Toker Tuesday uh, giveaways that they have. You know, you, you could be a lucky winner. Uh, so back to the news here. Batman Cape Crusader, as well as a series that has nothing to do, to do with DC, but I'm excited about. Gremlins uh, Secret of the Mogwai will both be airing on Cartoon Network in Canada and HBO Max. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be like pretty much watching like 20 different shaved mises run around nude. That's what watching Gremlins is. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> no, I, I hear you entirely. My favorite Christmas movie is Batman Returns. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a very, well, it is a very good one, but yours has continuations to it, and that's top-notch shit, making continuations of fucking fantastic stories, and all of them are during this specific holiday. Shit. Santa Claus has a run for its money. Adam's Family is our other favorite Christmas movie. Well played. That's an obscure, that's an obscure one, but that, that's good. Oh, excuse me. Man, we, watch weird, we watch weird Christmas movies here. Oh, no, you watch regular Christmas movies. Weird Christmas movies are the ones where people just go out shopping. And they're like, oh, that's okay. I'll just go get another one of this item. But if you go to a retail store and that shit like, has a price tag of five, $600, you got to wonder like, what banks this bitch is robbing to be going to get those things. And all of them being blonde and hot and getting this like fancy romance bullshit. Fuck W. It's the same goddamn Christmas movie over and over again. The only fun part, the only fun part about it, is that you get to play. When will Kevin Sorbo pop up? And you got to guess which Christmas movie he's in. It's him or which one of the members of the DCCW verse? Oh my God, Hannah Baker! You get a hell out of the. You're already a snow. Oh my God, that's why they chose her as a snow villain because she's a Christmas movie phenomenon. No. No, CWY. Oh, it's like a it's like a family-friendly Jack Frost. That's some rough ass shit, I'll tell you what. So, speaking of a little bit of a off-branch things there. Did you happen to catch little uh Cartoon Network uh not just they've been doing of a uh, Rick and Mor- like live action Rick and Morty stuff? I have uh Oh my god. How cool is it? Uh, I wonder what it's all leading up to. If they keep uh, if they keep making them like they do, uh, I don't know why they wouldn't just do it as a whole movie. Like if they're just going to release little tidbits of, of it for us. 
someone's going to put it together as a movie once they're all done. And sure, maybe it'll be like uh, seven minutes or 15 minutes or maybe even 43 minutes, whatever the case is. It still looks so good. Christopher Lloyd makes a fucking cool Rick Sanchez. I don't care if he sounds way off. He just sounds fucking, he just looks fucking cool. Uh, do a half hour, do like the 22 minute episode. <laughs> that would be awesome. Just one 22 minute episode where it's them like that. And then uh, around the end of it, they go through a portal to go home and it's actually like C-137. It's animated and Rick's like, thank God. Huh. I never want to feel not, I never want to feel like I'm nonfiction ever again. <laughs> oh, Sanchez, you filthy ribbit. <laughs> Well, we got a couple of last things here. Uh, the series for Supergirl will conclude on November 9th with a two-hour series finale. Neat. Uh, what would be a what would be a good way to close it off? Introduce Doomsday and Superman and Lois, and then have Doomsday come along and just punch Kara's face off in Supergirl and leave. The Supergirl was actually a pretty, uh, pretty intelligent fake that was uh, set up by uh, Alexander Luthor, I guess it was, when Luthor had like this fucking manly chin strap and this mane of hair longer than a willow tree. Fucking wild. Like, that is a Luthor to be feared of. Not the fucking bald guy who steals birthday cakes. No, this fucking Luthor in a fucking tight-ass button-up shirt and suspenders. Holy fuck, DC Universe, watch your shit. For me, how you should end Supergirl is just her going into the future with Monel to help run the, uh, uh, you know, the Legion. That's going to be awkward. So who's going to protect the city? Mar- the Marshall Manhunter? Yeah. I just pull him away from that. I mean, He's probably just going to, he's probably, oh no, that's actually the only Martian that actually does something. Holy shit. He actually gets involved in shit and helps out. And you got, you put one in a movie and he's just like, well, that was fun. I'll see you guys next time. I'm I'm not getting over this. If Supergirl can have a Martian Manhunter that fucking helps out, they can have one that, sorry, the fucking Justice League can have a, yeah, Supergirl can have one that helps out. Then the fucking Justice League fucking cinematic universe can have one that helps out. Smallville had one that helped out. Smallville. Fucking Smallville. Come on now. You gotta you gotta get you gotta give us something here. You know, we don't like a Martian manhunter that, you know, just comes around and says, you know, well, I guess I'll do something next time. God, that's just such a piece. HBO Max wants a uh, pilot for the Dead Boy Detectives. Uh, there is no word if this is a spinoff of Doom Patrol or even if the same characters that will be playing the Dead Boy Detectives this season will be playing them on this series. Uh, however, the executives like the characters enough to order a pilot into production. That's very interesting. Wow. Well, it worked out for uh... shit. It worked out for Doom Patrol. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Doom Patrol was originally a spinoff of Titans. Yeah. And then after it got started, it's like okay, so now it just exists in its own little world now. I mean, yeah. Let's fuck. Yeah, let's go. Let's fucking do it. I mean, it. Doom Patrol is a, clearly a wild success, so why not? You, you got to give them a shot here. They sound fun as hell, and uh, I love just various mystery-solving components, which is why I'm such a fan of Scooby-Doo. Except for, oh my god, except for Daphne. Holy shit. Oh my god. Fuck, Daphne. Jesus Christ. I fucking can't handle that woman. Look, he went over a cliff. Go after him. Jesus Christ. The, the, the fucking Hannibal Bear is after me too, Jay. 
Hanna Barbera is trying to fucking get at me now. Uh, Aquaman 2 is casting some supporting roles. Uh, they're mostly under code names right now, but it looks like they'll turn out to be characters like uh, uh, Blackjack, Dolphin, and possibly even Tula. Recently, I managed to make my way onto the set, whereas uh, I had the distinct honor to be able to ask about as to what my part in the Aquaman 2 feature was. And uh, all of them, except for me, seemed to know who my character was. Apparently, I'm playing some just fucking backstage fucking guy named, uh, hey, who are you? You can't be in here. Now, I don't know if that's a Atlantean for anything, but... Uh, you know, I'm all for it. Unfortunately, they were in a they were in a haste to get me out of there, though. I guess the production was that serious. Well, I think that's an Easter egg to like an old Action Comics 1043 or something. Ah, uh, which means I will be a base, and I won't tell you which one. <laughs> Am I base number two? Am I base number six? You'll never find me. I may be hiding between. Well, great. Now I'm now I'm face mice. Well, Aquaman King of uh, Atlantis, the animated series, uh, is moving ahead uh, as scheduled. Uh, it looks like they'll also be teasing at DC Fandom. Very. There are even a couple of uh, water-based villains that could be utilized as, like, uh, surface villains, like uh, urban characters, like uh, mafias and uh, just C-list villains that try robbing banks or stores once in a while kind of shit. And last but not least, uh, we uh, also have to pay our respects to Mr. Ed Asner, who passed away. Uh, He was, of course, known for many characters throughout the years on things like Spider-Man characters, uh, all the way through. And for the Dini-verse, he, of course, was the voice of one Granny Goodness. He was. Uh, also still a member of the Dini-verse, uh, there was that one character in Batman the Animated Series he did. I don't remember his name, though. I saw him a couple of times throughout the series. I don't know why I can't remember who he is, though. Uh, I'll also always be reminded of him when I look to my right as he played Hudson on Gargoyles. Huge, absolutely huge. Gargoyles was monumental to our childhoods. It was uh, one of the one of the most surefire ways that Disney animations could keep up with uh, whatever it was that was uh, coming from, uh, like Marvel Comics and DC com- and even Image Comics. At that, they were given like really heavy duty, powerful action shows. While Disney was doing the whole like uh, animated movie and you know family programming and shit, which is cool and all. But trying to keep up with that is a little difficult. So, of course, by inventing uh, the Gargoyles uh, creation, what a fantastic journey that was. Oh, all while giving you Shakespeare. Also which? All while giving you Shakespeare disguised in the show. Really? Oh, yeah, dude, go, go rewatch Gargoyles and tell me it's not heavily inspired by William Shakespeare. You know, even if I even if I can't find it, I'm just going to take up on the advice and go rewatch fucking Gargoyles, because chances are I'll fucking catch up catch on it too. As uh, there is no way, shape, or form that that series has ever like been bad whatsoever. Dude, it's on Disney Plus. It is on Disney Plus, and uh, much of the many series that we watch are on Disney Plus, and in which case it just makes it that much more convenient and that much more easier. I mean, like Disney Plus is the fucking peak of streaming services right now fucking wild and uh before we wrap up the news section here uh did you see shang chi that's what i didn't watch god damn it that was the thing that i didn't watch was shang chi i was trying to remember that's why i thought it was superman and lois earlier on no it was shang chi that i did not watch however i did like, uh, I don't want to hear spoilers about it, but I do want an honest opinion of it because I know he's in there. How was Razor Fist? Fun. Razor Fist was fun. 
Uh, his big scene, of course, is the bus one that you see advertised. Okay. Uh, and, and if you want a less extreme version of that bus scene, go listen to Kramer tell his bus fight story on Seinfeld. I remember you tweeting out about that earlier on. You wanted confirmation on that. Was it, in fact, Seinfeld reference? Uh, no one will get back to me, but people find it funny. Well, it's only fair to assume, right? I mean, it's a Seinfeld's a huge part of pop culture. Why wouldn't you throw in pop culture references where you can? But once that started, once I realized it as we were watching it, I couldn't stop laughing the whole time. <laughs> okay, so if and when I do watch this. After I'm done watching it, I'm guessing, or at the very least, that specific scene, I'm going to go rewind that to the beginning, I'm going to put it on mute, and then I'm going to open up like a new window browser that's going to tell the tale of Kramer's bus story, and then I'm going to hit play at the same time as when he's starting to tell the story, and everything should match up. It's a longer version of Kramer's bus story, so it won't match up minute for minute, uh, but watch that scene before watching the movie. Okay, all right. Uh, We have a few boxes headed our way. A few boxes, eh? What do you got in there? Uh, Well, of course, there was our pre-ordered Jessica Cruz, uh, Sugar Skull, Day of the Dead. She'll be coming out later this month. Uh, Also, we have pre-ordered the Blue Beetle for that set as well. Uh, But along with Blue Beetle, we have Peacemaker and Black Lantern Wonder Woman coming in. Very good, very good. And, and then because I was able to find them for shelf price as opposed to ridiculous prices online that you see them for, I was able to get Mask Up, Bloodsport, Polka Dot Man, and Rat Catcher 2. What? That's fucking insane, man. I, uh, and, and I, plus only found, I only found one of each one like in a GameStop once, but not like each one, but there was like three members left. Uh, the Suicide Squad members I'm still looking for are TDK and King Shark. Just buy like a generic paint your own Funko thing, tear the arms off, but like buy two of them, just tear the arms off. I don't know, you wouldn't even have to buy two, just the, just the one there. And then you can use wire to like put it in between them so you can have space between them to make it look like his arms are detached and moving around. There we go. That's where That's where I was going. Uh, and then because Shauna was able to sell uh, both a Dr. Fate and Spectre uh, uh, online, we have the Dr. Fate Funko coming in to sit on the JSA shelf. Oh, shit. Another character that Ed Asner took part in as well. He was a Dr. Fate in, um, what do you call it? Young Justice. That's right. He did such a good fucking job, too. Goddamn. And it's just nice to hear that you're getting uh, a Dr. Fate Funko. You know, he's a he's a good character to have. He's been, he's just a good character overall. And I, for one, can actually wait to see him uh, come the release of Black Adam. For sure. Uh, Miles, did I miss anything news-wise on your end? Well, uh, let's see. It's a... Uh... Oh, you got a... Yeah, everything uh, I got here so far. Oh, except for one thing down here at the bottom there. Just a happy birthday out to one of the most well-renowned and most talented voice actors of all time in fucking John DiMaggio. Happy birthday, dude. Uh, and thanks for everything. And uh, yeah, he's just done so much for us uh, over the decades in regards to just various character interpretations. Uh, my introduction to him, I think, was uh, Samurai Jack. Uh, he faced off uh, against a, a Scottish fighter on a bridge. And uh, that was it. I fucking loved his voice since then. The first voice I know I remember for him was uh, most likely Bender. It makes sense. Uh, Bender is the most popular character to refer back to him as well. Unless you're like a, a huge fan of Disney programming and then you'll remember him as uh, the villain from Kim Possible. If you happen to watch it, cool. I imagine a lot of people out there have watched it before. They're probably like, yeah, 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 in regards to how cool Kim Possible is. In which case, it is actually that cool. It's a fun show. Well, I've never seen it. 
it's not it's not too bad not too bad at all it, it's kind of like the it's kind of like gravity falls kind of cool don't know that one either no we were, i was talking about that one earlier on like if you ever if you ever want to watch something animated but you want to try something new that isn't the harley quinn show then yeah you got to try out some of the some of the disney uh, cartoon shows on there Stuff like uh, Slug Terra, fucking uh, the ones that we were just talking about. They're a lot of fun, actually. Perfect. Well, that'll wrap up for news then. Uh, this is going to release as its own separate episode because it's about an hour long as is. Uh, so join us tomorrow when we review DC Lego The Flash. That's totally fucking cool. Uh, of course, uh, we'll be able to keep you updated with what we're reading too. At that point, um, like I said, like I made mention of earlier on, uh, I'm just going to grab my books in one big stack when uh, Jay comes about. That way, um, by the time we get to our fucking piles of books, um, we'll be able to throw green beans at Shana and then be able to hide behind our, our gargantuan ass mountain of comic books to which she cannot penetrate the walls of, to which we will be protected from her squirrely wrath. That's right. It'll be a busy week if you like the sound of my voice. We got the news dropping today. We got the reviews dropping tomorrow. On Wednesday, the Courage Pro Wrestling Podcast is back, and I interview Shiloh, as well as talk to CPW management about all the health and safety regulations for the show this Sunday for the Courage Pro Wrestling doubleheader. I'm vaxxed. He's vaxxed. All the boys is vaxxed. All the ladies is vaxxed, and we're ready to get back to like just the overall independent wrestling scene in Hamilton, Ontario. And it's going to be super exciting. Uh, Reboot is a show that I cannot wait for. It's going to be a true banger. Well, folks, until tomorrow, we will see you at the same pod time. At the same pod pod. Channel, channel, channel. channel. Damn it,